Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of Busy Nation Dando Takuro Kro. This is Ritika from Mumbai and I have my co-host Abhishek with me. Hello everyone. It's been a long long time. You've come back from Jaipur and it's it's been almost a month now. And yeah, uh, I had gone for a vacation and then something or the other kept happening and we kept <laughs> postponing it and so today finally is the D day when we have settled on recording. That's right and uh, the best news that you could have started off with because your great fan Mukesh Ambani is in the news again this time please no he is not my fan i am his fan oh did i say uh, oh you yeah. oh sorry okay i <laughs> <laughs> okay no it's okay. 6:30 in the morning so oh, yes. sometimes the big news is that Mukesh Ambani has become the richest man in the world yo yeah with a net worth of 63.2 billion dollars and he's yes. beaten Carlos Slim of Mexico and uh, Microsoft's Bill Gates of course by a big margin yes. by a good 1 billion dollars yeah and all this is thanks to our great sensex which has been acting like a yo-yo for the past one month <laughs> but has finally made an indian the richest man in the world payback time for india oh yes i mean as not as long ago as 1990 we had uh, 1 billion in our reserves with india could survive only for a week's time is what they had in 1990 1991 Different story today. I know there are many people, you know, who say that. So, what if he has become the richest man? India still has 20-30 percent of its population hmm. below poverty line, and farmers are committing suicide. And yeah, wo which is right, but then you know, it's still it's such a great thing that an Indian becomes the richest man in the world. Uh, it's not as if we are going hmm. gaga over somebody like Sunita Williams or somebody right. who is not. born in india or born in india but everything what they have done is outside it is a man whose father had oh, was yes. a humble indian and uh, he had started his own business from nothing and hmm. uh, today in few years where they have reached no and his father would have had mixed feeling had he been alive Oh no! Had he been alive, they wouldn't have split at all. They would have become billionaires long back. Right. No, actually, but it's their split actually that has given so much of uh, impetus to the Reliance shares. That's right. And Sensex, like you said, it's on steroids. Twenty thousand is what it reached yesterday. It's like in- just last week we were mm-hmm. talking about the great intraday fall of seventeen hundred, and it was because of participatory notes. Now yesterday it was like nobody would have imagined that next. <laughs> week it will reach 20000 <laughs> this is one topic which i find very uncomfortable to cover because i have never understood sensex because it's totally out of my understanding i missed the boat as i'm very unhappy i've missed all the highs of the sensex i'm not an investor so damn <laughs> so uh, talking about last week we had heard a lot about participatory notes because of which the sensex fell and uh, people were jittery and we were thinking that uh, the investment of fris will decrease to a great extent etc mm-hmm. please explain this layman participatory notes thank you <laughs> these notes are basically instruments which are mm-hmm. used by foreign investors which are not registered with sebi in india but are still interested in taking exposure in indian securities aha uh-huh. so basically if there is an nri and he wants to invest in this very mercurial stock market of ours he can do that but then his identity yeah. is not revealed yes yeah. his identity is not revealed and this is one of the reasons why we are disliked so much in the mm-hmm. market the fell at that yeah time. i've got a couple of doubts or 
what do you say hmm. i'm not so happy with the entire rule because if you are saying we are in a capitalist economy and that everything should be transparent hmm. you are saying you will not know the identity of the investor secondly these people can borrow cheaply from the west and they can just put money in fiis in india hmm. and uske baad without registering with sebi you can be exposed to the entire stock market this is ironical because it's completely opaque there is no amount of transparency at all and just to put that in perspective it's about 42% of the about 8 billion that has been invested by the fiis mm-hmm. constitutes participatory notes so that is huge That's right in fact what comes through uh, the, uh, these participatory notes is also a lot of terrorist funds and uh, that's the money of even indian politicians no oh. it's the truth i mean a lot of money laundering happens through uh, these participatory notes <laughs> and what also happens that lot of hedge funds they invest in um, participatory notes so hedge funds are by their nature such uh, investment instruments where you know in a little time you earn high returns so they are known for investing for very short duration so right. their main aim is not to stay in a country and invest for a long period but it is to just book profits soon as they can so these are also associated with frequent falls in the market i think it's high time that some kind of control is put on such money before it goes out of hand and i think that is why sebi is invested oh, yes. in like taking matters in their hand before it reaches mm. worst state but they are not completely banning the whole thing right you know why why we are not doing that right in 2 minutes yes 1700 points drop in 2 minutes and they have to stop trading yeah. they are going to make the registration norms easier because that is very important currently the registration norms in india are mm-hmm. so tedious that it takes almost 9 to 12 months for a fii to register and this is also one of the reasons why people go for participatory notes so if uh, they make these regulations and registration simpler uh-huh. there will be more people who will come through the direct route rather than taking the indirect route absolutely if it's going to take 9 or 12 months the sensex would have reached up to 30 or 40k or 50k you can't <laughs> wait that long <laughs> and in fact i had read an article of uh, swaminathan ayer and he had given a very good uh, political twist to this ban hmm what yeah i mean what he said was very interesting actually he said that the congress backing out from the nuclear deal avoid early election mm-hmm. and this supposedly ban on participatory notes seem to be related activities because congress is anticipating an election next year so government want to keep the inflation checked and they also want to keep the rupee from appreciation because it's hurting exporters right which also form big chunk of uh, congress vote bank so this activity of his mm-hmm. is curb the inflow of foreign funds in india and so it will avoid further rupee appreciation and fii registration takes around 9 to 12 months so if people start registering now mm-hmm. after 9 months the inflow will start so mm. by the time the congress you know will be ready for an election right, so right. till then they will hold the rupee appreciation and they also curb election right at the till the time of uh, election yeah so then they get two two things from this one is when when the economy really gets that kick after 12 months they'll take the credit for it and secondly yeah. since they are not signing the new deal the left is happy <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, from the richest man of the world to the sensex, which is making many people rich, let's go to a plane which is uh, which has been made specially for super rich people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is the world's largest plane, the Airbus A380, which has conducted its first flight to Singapore Airlines and it has uh, flown from Singapore uh, to Sydney. What's the capacity? World's biggest bullet. The capacity is for 850 passengers. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, nicknamed as uh, Super Jumbo. Uh-huh. And it has got business class and economy class, and it has gotten 12 suites. Huh. And I mean, you should look at the suites. I mean, I saw the pictures and I saw it on TV, and it was like, oh, it was going on a five star cruise. That must be one of the reasons why Vijay Malia is the guy who's backed the deal for India, for Kingfisher. In fact, uh, after it's Vijay Malia and then uh, even Virgin Atlantic has ordered some uh, six aircraft. Six? And, yes. In fact, Singapore Airlines itself has to take the limit of more five uh, A380s by 2008. And Airbus has already got 165 firm orders. Now. Yeah, but then they have, uh, on previous occasions, they have defaulted on their orders. And since they couldn't deliver on time, the aviation companies have gone for Boeing. And in fact, it seems that Boeing is also coming out with Boeing 747. The Dreamliner, I think, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's called the Dreamliner, and it is a mid-sized plane, so it is not as big as Super Jumbo, and it is bigger than the normal plate. So it's supposed to be more economically viable. Uh-huh. Because if tomorrow there is again a terrorist strike like 9-11 or there is an economic recession, then it's going to affect the airline industry. And in that case, such super jumbos do not work. Oh, okay. That and also that the airports have to be big enough and they have to make modifications to accommodate this. Because it seems the wing of the Super Jumbo is almost like size of a football pitch. And it seems Sydney Airport has spent millions to accommodate this new plane. Mala is a very optimistic man to be hoping (laughs) that something similar happens in India. Cool. And in some other news, let's talk about a company which produces news, is in the news for the wrong reasons. Uh, BBC is contemplating on sacking up to 1,800 of its employees. That's a good 8% of... 23,000 people and uh, they're saying they cannot cope up with the the new media and also that the British government it's got a rule and BBC runs on a particular tax which is paid by the citizens of the country and they have reduced the tax the government and now it feels that uh, it'll have to sell off its property and lay off its workers and nobody's happy there. That's right. In fact, they uh, their plan is such that they don't want any duplication of work. So they want that uh, the same team of uh, journalists, technician, producers should work on stories which will be spread across all the media. So they don't want that people working on the same story in internet and in, on TV and on radio are different. They right. want the same set of team to work on all three so that they reduce duplication and reduce the cost. Mm. They're also planning to sell their huge, huge television center in West London. And they're going to cover a £2 billion funding shortfall. So that's $4 billion almost. And if you try typing BBC layoff in Google or Google News, 
यू गेट नथिंग यू नॉर्मली गेट बीबीसी का वेबसाइट एंड जनरल मोटर्स लेंग ऑफ इट्स वर्कर्स एंड ऑल अदर हेडलाइन नो नो सीरियसली नो किडिंग बिकॉज गूगल गूगल वेब क्रॉलर वर्क इन द वे दैट इट विल कैच द रिसेंट न्यूज एंड नो न्यूज पेपर हैज रिपोर्टेड मच अबाउट दिस आई थिंक that's right okay maybe bbc likes to keep it under wraps they were in the news again because you know the queen elizabeth ka problem jo ho gaya tha kya ho gaya tha somebody who had interviewed queen elizabeth the tapes mm-hmm. of that were doctored somebody else had taken the interview but they made it look as if some executive of bbc had done it oh. in the editing and also there were a couple of things where it seems that queen elizabeth walked out of the room when she was actually walking in and it showed that she walked out in desperation or because she was unhappy with something and that's why the main cameraman quit so not everything is good with bbc right now not everything is ethical rather oh. and another uh, rich man in news this week is uh, shiv nadar who is the co-founder of hcl technologies and uh, he has decided to step down from his post of ceo and take the baton of uh, chief mentor and uh, the new ceo will be uh, vineet nayar who has spent around uh, 20 years in the company so mm. he is following the footsteps of narayan murthy and nandan nilekani <laughs> chief mentor it's quite a good designation right you know there is something called chief monetization officer for i can Google. become the chief mentor of your company oh yes but you get only a dollar <laughs> no more than that <laughs> Yeah, but this guy HCL story is awesome. I love this man, Shiv Nadar. The way he's come up. It said that there are only three computer companies which were mm-hmm. born in the 1970s and which are still existent today. Okay. One is IBM, the other is Apple, and the third is HCL. HCL. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they started with a very modest capital of 20 lakh of rupees, uh, mm-hmm. which is modest, right? Even by today's standards, yes. it's a big company now. Yeah. And they had borrowed one fourth of it from the UP government. They had gone in for a joint venture, and he said the most difficult part was not about doing business, but about convincing the UP government that you should contribute that amount, and that is good for the state as well. And today it's got 36,000 employees. And uh, back then they had a very peculiar hiring policy. Shivnadar was operating, and a couple of his friends were operating from a bedroom. That was their office, and they had got some IIM Calcutta recruits coming in, and. Uh, they had to pay 5% more than what citibank was offering and they lured them by saying that you could be entrepreneurs tomorrow and uh, nobody actually went on to become entrepreneurs but uh, it helped etl okay and they started off like many entrepreneurs do like they say in started off in a garage and all that they they worked with uh, delhi cloth mills in the calculator division from there they got the idea of making personal computers because they used to tinker with electronics Yeah, in fact, there are I think two or three companies that have started in the garage. Two or three, right? Twenty or thirty. Apple being one and Google being one, right? Google, Microsoft, Apple, Hewlett Packard, all of these. Uh, moving on from HCL to Microsoft. So finally, somebody has managed to uh, buy a stake in Facebook. Uh, Microsoft has reportedly paid dollar two forty million. for a 1.6% stake in Facebook and this deal values Facebook at 
almost 15 billion dollars. Yeah, now here's the deal. How can one... Yeah. <laughs> it's a social networking site after all. I don't know. It's awesome. Yeah. And in fact, just last year, mm-hmm. they refused a 1 billion takeover from Yahoo. Right. And also, they've always been refusing offers from Google. Hmm. And I mean, in one year now, they're valued at 15 billion dollars. I think, you know what? Microsoft is a little confused with what whatever is happening in, in that domain where Google is coming in and buying everything that Microsoft wanted to. They bought out salesforce.com and then double click, which was an advertising agency. And so in this case, the the strategy or whatever they have in mind is Microsoft is going to place ads or sell ads and do some kind of a revenue split with Facebook. Yes. There are some 50 million active users with Facebook. So uh, they also, and Facebook is supposed to become an advertising magnet. Yeah, but 240 million they've paid, all right. And there are 50 million users. So it's what, $300 per head. I mean, per user. And that is just 1.7% stake. And in fact, Facebook expects to make a profit of $30 million this year. So uh, the valuation would never reach $15 billion uh, price tag. It looks like way too expensive. Yeah, I think one man who saw this all way back a couple of years ago was Rupert Murdoch who purchased MySpace before all of this could happen. Otherwise, MySpace could have been uh, as big as this. Right. So good luck to Microsoft. You know, Microsoft uh, is also called Mr. Softy in the wall, on the Wall Street. And you know why? Right. Because the ticker symbol reads MSFE oh, okay. or, or something. So it definitely is not. Is not. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's about it from this episode of uh, Busy Nation's Zando Takko Rokudo. Go log on to theindicast.com and leave your comments there. Bye-bye.